At a 16 seed, number 66, I've got the Southland Conference. I have Southeastern Louisiana in McNeese. Up in that top tier at one and two, this conference got a lot more interesting when McNeese hired college basketball bad boy outlaw Will Wade that's very much known for his consistent recruiting violations. Maybe he can use some of that stuff in this NIL world to get McNeese as a prominent program in the Southland and maybe running this conference. I have them finishing runner-up, though, to Southeast Louisiana. After that, I think three to nine is wide open in New Orleans, Lamar, Northwestern State, AM Corpus Christi, Nichols, Incarnate Ward, and at number nine, Houston Christian, in that order. You look at who I just mentioned five through nine. Northwestern State's having to replace everyone with their coach leaving. AM Corpus Christi, each of their six leading scorers, Nichols. Each of their, let's see, first through third and fifth to eighth leading scorers. So let me bring back one of their top eight. Incarnate Ward lost their top two and fifth to eighth leading scorers. Only six of their top eight returns. And Houston Christian lost their top two and five of their top seven. And then dead last, I have Texas A&M Commerce dropping down to 10th after they lost their two leading scorers, had a pretty good year in their transition from D2. We've seen a lot of teams in these bad conferences have success in their initial year transitioning from D2. They went 500 last season. Southeast Louisiana, who I've got winning this conference, they went 12-6, and finished third place in the Southland a year ago. They bring back They lost their leading scorer, but bring back their second through sixth leading scorers. So a ton of their main contributors in their rotation are back. Also bring in a near double-figure scorer, nice passer in Carlos Perez out of Austin P, and then three Jucos alongside him. They've got a couple double-figure guys back returning. Roger McFarlane, a great rebounder at his size, just 6'5", but north of 12 points, north of 8 rebounds a game last year. And then Nick Caldwell at 6'7", averaged 11 in 5.5 for this team a season ago. Also a couple 8.5, 9-point-a-game guys, a 7-point-a-game guy back that I mentioned their 2nd through 6th are all returning. This, to me, on paper, with the continuity, the success that they had in the Southland last year, and adding a transfer to replace what they lost in Boogie Anderson, who was their leading scorer at 14 a night, I think Southeast Louisiana can win this Southland Conference Tournament. But, who's going to be right there neck and neck with them, with the addition of Will Wade, is McNeese. McNeese was bad last year, tied 8th in a 10-team conference, went 6-12, and But it's what Coach Wade went out and did on the transfer market, and he also convinced quite a few of them to stay. They lost um, four of their top eight, but bring back their leading scorer in Christian Shoemate, who averaged nearly a double-double last season, 15 points, just under 10 boards a game. Trey English, their third leading scorer, is back, averaged near 11 last year. couple guys that they lost averaged about 12, 10, seven, but bring them back those two, two of your three leading scorers, along with a couple rotational guys, is big when you have a transition. Typically, you see a max exodus, but not when Will Wade comes in. He also adds some role guys from TCU, 
um, in Shadra Wells. C.J. Felder, who struggled to see the floor at Florida, but has had success in the past at his previous schools. I think he was at Boston College before that. Mike Saunders Jr., tough time seeing the floor, only about 10 minutes a game last year at Utah, but the Southland, of course, much easier competition. And then they bring in some double-figure scorers. Antavian Column averaged 13-5 and at Cal State Bakersfield. DJ Richards, 10.5-5 last year at UTSA. You don't see these type of transfers, three power six role guys, and a couple double-figure scores in the Southland Conference. You simply do not, but things change when Will Wade takes over. Um, also brought in a couple JUCOs as well. This McNeese team very well could win this conference. I think a lot of people will predict them to, but I've got Southeastern Louisiana due to that continuity. Will Wade's going to have to be implementing his system and putting a lot of pieces together in year one, but he just might be able to do it. That next bunch, it's either bad teams that have a decent amount of continuity like New Orleans who goes 7-11 and 11 last year. I've got them at third. But they return each of their four leading scorers. And a lot of these small major conferences, um, particularly the ones that are typically 16 seeds, you have a ton of turnover, and they simply don't have much of it. Jordan Johnson averaged 18 points a game, and he's without a doubt going to be considered you know, a first-team all-conference player in this league. To bring him back is huge, along with Tyson Jackson inside, 11 and a half, five boards a game. They add a couple transfers. Um, none of these guys, you know, play or, or were major roles at their prior destinations, but a decent Mercer role player, guy that didn't see the floor much at Rice, and then a couple uh, Juco's as well. New Orleans with their continuity, maybe they can contend up at the top of this conference, but they weren't that great a year ago. Lamar. Went 5-13 and 13 last year, but brings back three of their top four leading scorers. Getting back Adam Hamilton inside, 6'9", senior center, averaged 11-6 and six in just nine games last year. Will be huge getting him back healthy. That's why I see this team making the jump from dead last in the conference a year ago all the way up to fourth. Also add BB Knight a transfer out of Tulsa, and then a Juco as well. Um, I see this team with their continuity and hopefully getting a little bit more healthy this season, being much better than they were a year ago. Northwestern State, Corey Gibson left after one year. They bring in Rick Cabrera, former Juco coach, and he hammered the Juco transfer market to bring guys in a ton of Juco's coming into play. Um, they do add a D1 transfer into Wayne Posey, 7.5 points per game at Alabama State. Also, Justin Wilson averaged 6-4 and four last year at South Carolina State. But outside of that, a ton of Juco and then one D2 transfer, the former Juco coach, going with what he knows in his transition to Northwestern State. I'm just simply not familiar with the Juco's that he brought in. But they're a team that has a lot of volatility in their potential result in that they're replacing their entire rotation. But who knows? Maybe they can still be up near the top like they were just last season. Texas A&M Corpus Christi, they were the regular season champs of this conference a year ago. 14-4 and is what they went in this league. 
but they lose each of their six leading scorers. And yeah, they brought in some role guys, but those role guys are going to have to step up and probably be stars at this next, you know, their next destination uh, for this team to be anything close to what they were a year ago. And like a lot of rest of the league, they went to the Juco market to bring in quite a few guys as well. Um, at number seven, Nickel State, they're also replacing their coach. Austin Clonch saw how many Alabama assistants got head coaching jobs this year and decided, you know what, I'm tired of banging my head against the wall, not getting Nichols to the NCAA tournament. I'm going to go be an assistant for Nate Oates and see where that can take me. So they will have a new coach. From that, they're losing seven of their eight leading scorers. Incarnate Ward losing a ton of production last year from a team that wasn't very good. Six and 12 in this conference a year ago and losing their two leading scorers in five of their top seven. Houston Christian lost their two leading scorers, three of their top four on a team that went seven and 11 in this conference a year ago. But inside, Bring him back. Bonky Maring averaged 13 points, six boards a game. He's going to have to lead this team with as many unproven guys that are on the roster from the guard position. Pierce Brazil, eight and a half point a game guy a year ago. Those two are the only two that averaged over four points a game last year in Division One college basketball. So I do not think Houston Christian is going to be contending for a Southland championship. Texas A and Commerce, as I mentioned. Good transitional year in their first year at D1. Went 9-9, nine and nine, but they're losing their two leading scorers. I see a drop-off this year. Having them at 10 may be harsh. I mean, they bring back Jerome Brewer Jr., 8 points, 4 boards. Kalen Williams, 9 points, 3 boards, 3 assists a game. They do have, you know, Tommy Lewis averaged 8. So why I put them at 10, I don't know. Perhaps that was a little harsh and they're right there in the mix with the rest of these teams in that 3 to 10 range. But the top two up at the top, Southeastern Louisiana with their continuity, McNeese with bringing in Will Wade and the transfers that he's added. You don't typically have the talent that McNeese has in the Southland Conference. I think it's going to be a two-horse race in a cluster between 3 to 10.